Hey there, friends and family. It's already May. In the world of education, May always sort of sneaks up on us, but that's especially true this year as we haven't been doing a lot of the normal things that happen in our regular school routine. I think it would have been a week ago that I normally announce prom as our students come walking down for Grand March. And like a lot of you, I'm used to the rhythms of the school year. It's probably because I've been in school for, well, about 30 years at this point, from when I was a student to teaching. And May is always a time where I look forward to it. I feel like it's a bit of a victory lap with those seniors who are wrapping up their high school careers. And it's a time where I'm always kind of rushing to dole out the last pieces of advice to the seniors before they head off onto the next chapter of their lives. Not that I don't stay in touch with a lot of you, which is great and I appreciate, but I kind of feel like that parent sending a kid off to kindergarten and you're kind of like, all right, do you, do you have everything in your bag? Do you have your scissors? Do you have your crayons? Make sure you're nice to people. Try to make friends and try to dole out all these things before you're off on your own a little bit. And it's kind of crazy. We're not together face to face this year. Normally, I have class time to do some of these fun end-of-the-year, end-of-your-career events with you, and that means a lot to me. I start working with my students when you're all in sixth grade. So we get six years together, and it's a nice time to get to kind of bring things to a little bit of a close and share a few parting words and things like that. And, and we'll still do some of those things, but it is different this year. My heart really goes out to our seniors and all the seniors who aren't getting to finish their high school careers the way they imagined. And that's something that I've been talking to some students about seniors who are really pretty much done where we're doing some class stuff and things like that, but the regular school experience is over for them and their senior year sort of just ended and there is some anxiety, nervousness about the next step because they've sort of been just thrust into it, even more so than usual. And that can be sort of a, it's an exciting time, but it can be sort of a scary time too, where going off to college or starting a career path, whatever it might be, and wondering if that's the right path, if we've made the right decisions, if it's going to work out as well as we hope. And I've talked to some juniors who are kind of seniors now. Their year ended abruptly as well. And 
now they're kind of in that stage where there is a lot of pressure from people to make decisions about what you're going to do after high school. And now that time is kind of here. So that's what I wanted to talk about as sort of trying to give some of that advice before you're off and on your way. And the big thing I think with choosing the right path is understanding that there really isn't a right path. There's not really a wrong path either. There's only the path we're on and we get to decide whether it's good or bad, whether it feels right to us. And it's important to understand no matter what path we choose, it's not going to go the way you think. And that's okay. I know my path from when I reflect back to when I was at your stage in life, first as a junior going into my senior year, I had no idea what I was going to do after high school. I enjoyed the high school experience. I was loving that. I really had no idea what I was going to do. Even as a senior, I was fortunate to get an opportunity to play football in college. So that kind of led me to look at different schools and things like that. And I made the decision to go to the school I went to. I went to Upper Isle University. But I wasn't even sure what I was going to major in by the time I went there. I know there's a lot of pressure on juniors and seniors to decide what are you going to study, what do you want to do. And it's important to think about those things. But you don't have to know exactly. I went to college not exactly sure. I knew I was interested in sports science. I knew I was interested in education. I knew I was interested in a lot of different things. So I kind of went in not knowing, taking some different classes in different areas and kind of examining, exploring the education route. But when I got to college, it did not start off the way that I thought it was going to. First of all, I was going to play football and I had had a little bit of an injury problem. I had had a knee injury in high school and it was fine. It had been repaired. and But I was working out a ton, especially at the end of my senior year and through the summer, trying to get ready for college football. I probably wasn't working out the smartest way and I was having knee problems. And basically I showed up to college and they put me on a medical red shirt. Wasn't a big deal, but was so that I could heal up and get feeling good and I could save a year of eligibility. I was a really undersized football player too, especially I was a defensive lineman coming in. So it was an okay thing, but I showed up to college not really being able to do much. I was geared up for football and not really getting to do a lot of things. And I've told this story to some of you before. One of my very first college experiences, we're in this big meeting room with the entire football team, all the coaches and staff and all the players. And I really don't know 
mostly anybody. And I was nervous. And the position groups had to get up and introduce themselves. Now, at the time, I was really undersized for a defensive lineman. So I already look out of place with the defensive line group. I also, and keep in mind, this was 2003, but I was rocking the uh, spiked hair with the frosted tips, kind of early 2000s boy band look. I probably had some colorful print shirt on at the time. I don't remember, but I'm guessing I was probably rocking like a shell necklace or something like that too. Again, these things were in style at the time. You will one day look back at your senior year and beginning of college and wonder why you wore the things you wore. But I kind of looked like a California surfer guy or something instead of a rural Iowa kid. And I'm this really small guy up there with the rest of the defensive linemen. And we go down the line and introducing ourselves and it gets to me and I kind of look like this laid back surfer dude. And I start to introduce myself. And of course my voice sounds the way that it does. And in front of a big group of people, I was probably laying on the bravado a little bit as well. And the room started laughing. I don't know if everyone in the room was laughing, but it certainly felt like most of the room was laughing. And I was thinking, well, this is not a great way to start my college career. And people were laughing because they thought that I was really faking my voice, trying to sound tough, especially the way that I looked, and they weren't expecting it. So, that was not a great start. I also, once we started football stuff, wasn't able to really do much. I went to all the practices and all the meetings and everything, but I wasn't really participating in the physical side of things. And that's never a lot of fun when you're an athlete. You have to sit and watch. And I didn't feel like I could really prove that I belong there. Another thing was I had a girlfriend from high school and we pretty much immediately broke up when we started college, which was fine. Again, looking back, a lot of these things weren't that significant, but it really felt like it at the time. And I was ready to transfer colleges. I was ready to leave because my path wasn't going the way that I thought it was supposed to. It wasn't, certainly wasn't the way that I pictured it. But I decided to give it some time, give it at least a good effort for a year, decide how things would go and what new path I wanted to take from there. Luckily, things got better. I got cleared to do athletic activities and was able to jump in with my teammates, build those bonds. I was able to explore classes and decide that I really liked education and how that would allow me to work with people and still be involved in a lot of the things that I liked, visual arts, English, athletics, all those sorts of things. 
So by the end of my freshman year, I was locked in and loving it. I was playing spring football. I was really close with a group of friends, really became family to me. We had plans for living together the next year, and it turned out really great. College was a wonderful experience for me, and my friends from college are still some of my best friends in the world. We really are family. But the path didn't go the way that I thought it would. It was the same thing with teaching. I love teaching. I'm one of the far too few people who gets to wake up every day doing something that I love doing. But when I first started out teaching, really I was, I was underprepared. I made a lot of mistakes. And it didn't go the way that I thought that it would. I think, like a lot of educators, I came in thinking that I was going to do things differently and all my students would be inspired and jump in and I just made a lot of mistakes and it didn't go the way that I hoped that it would and I thought getting an education I wanted to be a head football coach right away and I became one pretty early on I made a lot of mistakes on that front too and you may not know this, but I actually strongly considered leaving education on two separate occasions. One was after teaching a couple years, two years, at the first school I was at. And it's really no fault of anyone else. There's still a lot of those first students and athletes that I had that I am close with today. And I still talk to today. And it's great when I get the message of, hey, they're getting married and having kids now and all these sorts of things. And I'm so proud of them and it's so wonderful. And I'm close to some of the people that I taught and coached with there. So it really turned out to be a great experience. But at the time, it just wasn't what I pictured. So my thought was, well, I'm going to leave. I had this interest in sports science too. I wanted to finish my master's degree in sports science. So I did that. I left. I did some substitute teaching that year while I did my master's degree in sports science. And I thought, well, I'm going to go into the full-time strength and conditioning side of things. That was another passion of mine. I had gotten my strength coach certification. So I was going to do that. But then the opportunity came along to move back to my hometown where I had graduated to teach there. And I thought, well, that sounds like a good opportunity. At the time, I was married. My son was on the way. Seemed like a great thing to get back closer to family, do stuff like that. And it was. It was a wonderful decision. But starting out even back here, there was a period where, again, I jumped into some things. I thought, being an athletic director would be a great experience, and I did that. And it is a great job. It's a difficult job, but it turned out it was the same with being a head football coach, being an athletic administrator. I didn't enjoy the administrative side of things very much. I love the hands-on teaching and coaching and working directly with students and athletes. The administrative stuff, I didn't really enjoy. So... I had to take that path and realize, ah, maybe this isn't for me. And there were some, it was a period of change at our school district, and I honestly thought about leaving again. I thought, okay, well, I gave this a try back home. 
but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go a different route. And luckily I stayed because it turned out to be the perfect fit for me. And a lot of it becoming the perfect fit was me just learning and growing and getting better at the job. But that's kind of the way life goes. We create these pictures in our heads of what the path should be, of where it should lead, and reality is never going to match that picture. I've had a lot of other things that have gone the same way. When I was 28, I had a series of health problems that lasted for a couple of years. I didn't expect that coming. I got divorced. I went through a bunch of these life experience things, and none of it was how I pictured things happening. But that's life. That's the way that it goes. And the important thing is that you just remember, it's all okay. It's all part of the experience. And the rocky roads, those create the best stories. And we learn the most from those difficult paths we travel. So when you're making these choices and wondering, is it the right choice? It's all the right choice because we don't know if something isn't a good fit until we're walking down the path anyway. We have to give it a try. Trust your gut. A lot of times we know if something feels right to us and other people will try to influence us. Even those people who are really close to us will try to tell us what the right paths are for us. But nobody can really know that except you. Trust your gut. You'll know if something feels right. If it feels right, it probably is. If it feels wrong, that's okay. We can take a new path or cut a new path through uncharted territory. But we had to walk down this path of difficulty to get to that fork in the road. To get to the next opportunity. So it's all important. A lot of times, it's maybe more important to figure out what isn't the right fit than what is. To try some things and say, okay, that's not what I expected it to be. I'm going to shift gears. Try a different road. The biggest thing, the most important thing, is to determine what your values are. Be secure in those and all the challenges in the world will be fine. Because that's something that nobody can take away from you. It's entirely yours. And it's what really matters at the end of the day. If you know your values and you've lived by them and at the end of the day you can look yourself in the mirror and feel good about the things you've done, everything else will work out just fine. I hope everybody is doing well. I miss everybody. I'm here for you if you need anything. Much love. I'll be seeing you.